What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fulfillment Podcast, where we help break through in life, relationships, and finance. I'm your host, Josh. And this episode, I'm not kidding, guys, this episode right here, this one is going to change your life. You right now, just by listening to this, is gonna, it's going to set you apart from all of your peers, from everybody else right now. I'm, I'm telling you, this is something that I was talking to um, to my coach, right? I have a, like a life coach and stuff. I was talking with Joe. It's his name. And uh, we were going through some things and we were talking about what it means to be fixed and fluid and on different things and how it, how it portrays into life. And we we're going through it and like, holy shit, I had like an entire just revelation. And it, it, the, a lot of this stuff, right? A lot of this stuff always comes from like Jason Capital's uh, things. He, I think Jason Capital has a really good job of being authentic. Um, one thing I don't like about him is some of the stuff he does on the pushy sales side, but I get it. Business guy's super successful and really good at it. So I understand. But if you take away the good nuggets and you listen to the good stuff he has, he's very authentic. He's very real. And he has these um, like eye-opening, jaw-dropping points and things that he says and, and points that he makes in his podcast and in his uh, YouTube videos and, and in the, the different things that he does. He has really, really, really good observations and really good like nuggets that you can take away from the stuff that he says. And, uh, just again, I was talking with Joe and I was listening to Jason capital stuff and a combination of those two things really got me set up to where this topic right here, fix and fluid, what this means got me to where I'm like, I have to do an episode on this because this is so monumental. It literally answered like three or four questions that I was dealing with at that time in that day. And now it's something I always kind of revert back to as like an azimuth check of where am I at and what are my priorities and how is this going to help fulfill something for me? What am I fixed and what am I fluid on? So let me explain. If you're, if you're confused, I get it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clear this up here, okay? Fixed and fluid, okay? Are you fixed or are you fluid and what it means? So you can either be fixed or fluid. You can't be both. And it's on two different things. It's outcome or method, Jason Capital's thing, the thing that he says and the stuff that they say in the office at his place of work, and this is now the way I live my life as well, I just now have a saying to throw behind it. But he says, be fluid about the method, but be fixed on that outcome. Be determined about the outcome. So that means if you're fixed on the, on the outcome, but you're fluid about the method, that means no matter what you're doing, you're, you're making adjustments, you're making changes because you're, you're going to meet that outcome. If you're fluid on the methods, that means you're allowed to change whatever way it is that you're going to get to that outcome. You're constantly adapting, constantly changing, constantly improving to make sure that whatever it is you're doing is going to get you to that outcome in the very end. If you're fixed on the outcome, then you have to be fluid on the method. If you're fluid on the outcome, that means you're fixed on the method. You can't be both. You can't be both. Okay, you can't be both fixed and fluid on any one thing. You have to be fixed on the outcome or fixed on the method. And then that means the reverse is true of the other. That means that you're fixed or fluid on the opposite side. Okay, so you, you, you cannot be fixed on both of those. You cannot be fluid on both of those. You will find one that you are determined on and you will stick to it. You cannot be fixed on both because you will never achieve the desired outcome if you are fixed on the method that it's going to take to get you there. You can't do it. It will not work. You're going to have a very, very difficult time learning that lesson. 
But I wanted to give you guys some examples and some things because I started thinking, I'm like, holy shit, is this an actual thing? Like, is this the fixer fluid theory? Is this an actual thing? Is this a thing that is like, it's true kind of in all cases, no matter what. And I, it is. And here's why. I'll go through a few things. And if you know anything about me, you probably know a few, little bit about these stories. But we talked about this one house that we bought, right? It was the last, uh, it was the first investor purchase I used, investor funds. I didn't have any money. So I wanted to try and figure out a way that I could purchase a house without having any of my own money brought to the deal. So it means I had to go out and I had to find an investor that was willing to throw down the capital and go in on a deal. And I had to sell them on the deal. I had to find the deal. I had to put everything together. I had to process everything. I had to run the show, right? But I had to be able to bring it up and sell it to the investors so that they could bring their capital to the table, play ball, and then we could secure the property. I, with me having nothing brought to the game, right? In the end, I ended up bringing some to the game because I wanted a good piece of the pie and uh, it ended up working out. But regardless, the whole point was, how am I gonna purchase a house without having any money? Now, here's what was going on in reality. And I didn't know this at the time, but now after learning this lesson and, and learning about this fixed or fluid theory, now you now now I know exactly what it was that was going on. Here's what happened. In my life, I set a goal in 2017 when I first moved out to Colorado and I was going through the tail end of this divorce. I told myself that when I moved out to Colorado, I was going to leave with at least three properties. Now at the time, I was active duty in the military and as an officer, you're typically stationed at a duty station for about three years. Okay, I was an active duty army officer. And uh, I was planning on being there for about three years. That's typically about how long you're at a duty station. So I told myself, I said, before I leave, I'm going to have three properties. So really what I was telling myself is in three years, I'm going to own three homes. At that time, I didn't own any. So I knew nothing about the home buying process. I knew nothing about real estate investing. I knew nothing about Airbnb. I knew nothing about the things that I know today to be true. I knew nothing at that time. I just set this ambitious goal, right? I was going through a lot. And I set a pretty crazy goal for myself. Now, here's what happened. I became fixed on the outcome of that goal being achieved. That first year, right away, right when I moved out to Colorado, I bought a home immediately. I ended up living with some guys in the mountains and started renting the home out. And that's what started the Airbnb stuff. But I bought a home immediately. So year one, check, got a house. Year two, I was coming back from a deployment. I was going to go back into an apartment. But I was like, you know what? I set a goal for myself and I said I would buy three properties in three years and I haven't bought one yet and it's now year two. Let's take this chunk of change that I have from deployment and maybe let's put this towards a property. So I did. I bought a second house, year two, check. I was fixed on the outcome. So the method that I was using to get to that outcome, while I was thinking about staying in an apartment, I decided to take my money, invest it and purchase a piece of real estate, okay? So I was fluid about my method. I was fluid because I was planning something and I changed the plans because I was fixed on the outcome and I had to change to just my plans to make sure that those plans met the outcome that I was going to achieve, right? Okay. Now time continues to go on and another opportunity opens up as I'm living in property number two. Uh, an opportunity comes up and some guy said, you know, he's having family troubles and stuff back home. Um, one of his uh, daughters actually ends up passing away. So he's moving home and he's like, Hey, I have a place and it's going to be vacant. I'm looking to rent it out. And the rate that he was asking to rent it out was extremely low. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to need a property three at some point. This may be the place. Now it's, I didn't end up buying it in time, right? It didn't end up being property number three, but I saw it as an opportunity. And while I planned on living in property number two, 
I ended up moving. I ended up putting property number two up for rent and I ended up moving and renting property that, that property that the guy was out for rent. So I ended up shifting. Okay. Now, while that didn't achieve the objective, what that did do is that moved that allowed me to rent out to bring in a little bit of extra income. And then I was so fixed, right? Don't forget this. I was fixed on this outcome of obtaining three properties in three years that while I was renting out this other place, I was like, you know what? I don't own it. It doesn't count. It's not achieving what the goal was that I set for myself. I still have to achieve that goal. So I spent the early part of 2020 going through because 2020 was my last year, the last year that I had to achieve this goal, right? 2017. So it's I made it in the end of 2017, so I started 2018 was when I bought the first house, so that's when the clock started, so 2018 was one, 2019 was one, and then 2020 had to be the third, right? It had to be the third in 2020. So 2020 started, and I was like, I have this goal, I have to, I have to meet this goal, and I was saving up to do a bunch of other stuff, and I knew I wanted to start some businesses, but I have to buy this, I have to buy a property. I am fixed on this goal, and I am so close to achieving it, I have already done the first two pieces, everything is aligned, I can buy the third one problem. I don't have any money. I had no money. Okay. I had nothing that I essentially had set aside because with everything that was going on, I was out of the army at this point. I was working a full-time commission pay. So I had nothing really packed away. I, I had a little bit packed away, but I knew I needed to buy a car and I needed to do a couple other things. So I was essentially planning on $0 to be put towards the purchase of a, of a property. So I was like, how the hell am I going to figure this out? I didn't have any money. I didn't have any, any way of doing things. I, I wasn't going to sell a property. I was like, I can't sell my real estate. That defeats the purpose. Then I, then I don't own three properties. So I was like, how the hell am I going to figure this whole thing out? So I started trying to put some stuff together. This is when I started getting to the Grant Cardone circle and I started, you know, meeting with other people because I was searching for those things and trying to learn that kind of stuff. So I started figuring out, okay, maybe the way to do it is you got to earn you got to earn credit with like an investor. Like you got to find an investor who wants to get in on it. So I started putting deals together and packets together and trying to advertise this thing and tell everybody I knew. And I ended up getting an investor who was willing to work with me and willing to put his stuff forward. He pulled out a home equity line of credit on his house and he gave me the investment capital that was required because I found this fantastic deal. I advertised this deal and sold the deal properly. And this person was willing to give that amount of equity that they had in their home, pull it out as cash and use that cash towards this investment property. Now there's a few other deals that came up, right? There's a couple others and I was under contract a couple different times. I had a couple properties in Michigan that I went under contract with and those ended up falling out because the terms changed and we didn't have the money at that point and like just shit was all over the place. So like those didn't end up working out. There was another piece of real estate here in Colorado that we ended up going under contract on. And it was such a rat's nest that it did not even make sense to go through with it. So that one ended up falling off the wayside. So like deal after deal, right? I'm like three deals in at this point. Started in probably early 2020. And now we're getting towards the end of 2020. We're talking like October, November timeframe. And we still don't have anything under contract. I've been under contract three different times, but they've all fallen through. And nothing has been locked in. We're not buying any homes. Nothing's working out. What ends up happening is this piece of real estate comes on the market, right? Just a, one that I've never, never seen before. It's actually not even on the market. That's right. It wasn't even on the market. One of the um, agents that I knew in the area got a tip that it was going to be coming on the market because he knew the listing agent, got a tip, said, hey, let me call a guy. He might be interested. Called me. We put together the analysis of what I needed to do, of what I could like buy it for. 
and we gave them an offer and they took it. They took the offer just before going, uh, just before they went on the market, they took the offer and then they ended up listing it cause they already had it processed. But, uh, but they ended up taking the deal right before it went on the market because the lady had already gone under contract on a piece of real estate in Colorado, in, uh, Mexico. So it was kind of, it was kind of crazy. So she had gone on and pretty much put herself in a, uh, in a unfortunate position in order to secure this deal. So she essentially had to sell this house, which is why she took my deal. And it was fantastic, right? Everything was kind of playing out just right. Long story short, I think I told you guys this before, but I'll, I'll keep it real simple. Went under contract and went through this whole long, lengthy process. Got about 14 days out. The lender that we were working with dropped the terms, changed everything, said it wasn't going to work, and pretty much said, we got to change the entire loan, and we have to do all this these, this renovation project and a build project and all this kind of stuff that we were going to do. We're changing it. We're not doing it anymore. And we can't, if we can't fund those things, like the project doesn't work that way, we have to do a regular 30, 30 year mortgage. And there's a bunch of fees and penalties and all this other crazy shit involved in the process. I wasn't happy about it. I didn't like it a lot. And I knew that they still weren't going to be able to close despite everything that they just told me because we had no appraisal scheduled. And you have to get an appraisal scheduled before you can close on the property so that they know that the property is actually worth what what you are lending for so that they have the appropriate amount of capital or uh, collateral in case something happens and you go through on the loan, right? You end up defaulting. So they have to make sure the collateral matches. These guys still haven't ordered an appraisal at this point. And then we're about 14 days out. Now, remember, I am fixed on achieving this goal. I set this goal for myself. I was so close. I was in a really shitty time when I set that goal in my life. And I knew that I had to achieve this goal. I was, I had to achieve these three properties in three years. This was my thing. I, I had to make it happen. Now, mind you, we're in December at this point. And there's like, there's no time on the clock, right? I'm like, we're under contract. There's no time on the clock. We're down to the wire. There's, you guys haven't ordered an appraisal. I have to, I have to accomplish this goal. I have to meet it. And if I don't close on this home, if we end up pushing this contract and we don't close on this house, these guys are going to give this deal to somebody else because they're going to get a lot more money. And there's three other people waiting to take this deal when I fail. There was no going back. I had to make this work, right? Because I was fixed on this outcome. Now, I didn't realize it at the time, and I never had this conversation with myself, but I had a little voice in my head. I had God talking with me and telling me, listen, man, I told you you find the money and the rest is going to come. The rest will be put together. You just focus on finding the money and put the rest together. And I did. I found the money. I found everything that we needed, which means the rest was going to happen. And it did, right? I was focused on this outcome, and as I was so fixed on the outcome, I was fluid about the method, which means I could change the method that I was going to use to get there, which means I was okay with pissing people off, which means I was okay with going to somebody else, which means I was okay doing certain things because I was fixed on the outcome that needed to be achieved. So everything else that meant to get to that outcome could be as fluid as fuck. Nothing else was going to be fixed except for that outcome. That was, that was the only thing to me that was going to be fixed was that outcome. Everything else could be fluid, and it didn't matter. So what happened is I ended up finding another lender and I took them and last, I, I ended up calling, I was like on the phone with like a dozen lenders, dozen different people. Right. And I was like, Hey, I got to pull this off. Here's the dates. Here's the requirements. I'm super tight on time. Whatever. Went through the phone book. Everybody, right. was canceling out names left and right. And I'm like, I know these people that I have right now are not going to be able to pull this deal off. So I, I have to find somebody. I have to find somebody. Sure as fuck. I ended up finding a lender in Denver, one of the nearest places that I live. 
I ended up finding a place in Denver that was able to do it with a post-closing appraisal. Never heard of the fucking thing in my life, right? Never knew that that was even an option or a possibility, but these guys were willing to do it. And I said, done, you're in. I have all the paperwork. Here's everything I need. I got them everything within the next two hours of getting off the phone. They had all the paperwork and process and everything. They had the whole loan packet into underwriting that same day. We had an answer back that next day. They said, hey, you're approved. We're going to do a post-closing appraisal. Here's your funding. Here's your letter. Here's everything you need. Let's get all this stuff switched to us. We're going to go through with this, and then we're going to put everything through. And we were like, at this point, we were like 10 days out or eight days out or something when we got the boom, you're all clear. Keep in mind, I hadn't even heard from the first lenders that I was originally working with. They had gone from day like 14 to day like eight. They gone dark. Like it was like a week, like a full week. I hadn't heard anything from these guys and I just switched and ended up going with a a different lender and I got everything lined up, right? I was fixed. That outcome wasn't changing to me. That outcome was the one thing that was determined and it was going to happen. So I did. We ended up signing and closing on that property two days early. I went in and I ended up sitting down with the title company. If you guys have never bought a house before, you can go in uh, before the actual date of closing. We'll say the date of closing is the 17th. You can go in whenever you want, as long as the funding is approved, as long as the lender has said, boom, your funding is approved and blessed, blessed off on it and said, here, these are the funds and they've given it to title. The title company kind of works as an intermediary between all the parties and they hold the funds. So like they pretty much tell title, Hey, we're good. We got the funds. Everything's approved. This buyer is all set. Here's the money. And they pretty much, they, they give the money, right? They don't wire it because they got to wait for us to sign the papers and then they wire everything. But Actually, that's not true. You can wire before. So they wire the money. They wire the fucking money. And everything's done. And you can actually sign your papers early, right? So it's just like, hey, we finished everything early. You can sign the paperwork, right? It's, it's, it's still within contract. That's what we ended up doing. We ended up because we were planning, let's say, the 17th was the date we were going to close. We ended up closing on like the 15th. Like I went in and signed on the 15th. The, the seller still signed on the 17th, so it didn't really do anything. But it was an accomplishment for me because it mean I pulled this whole fucking thing off and I even did it early because I was fixed. And that's what I want you guys to understand. I was so fixed on that outcome being something that was going to happen. I was going to, I was going to accomplish that goal, that goal that I set myself in 2017 when I was in that shitty place of life, that trough, so low, so deep, so far down that I had actually done all the little steps that I needed to, to accomplish, to get myself to a point that by the end of year three, I was positioned to be able to close on this deal and accomplish that goal. And I did, and I wasn't going to change that. I wasn't going to lose that opportunity. And I did every single thing possible that I could to the extent of learning about something that I never even knew existed. Most people don't even know this existed. I'd say most lenders don't know that a post-closing appraisal exists. I'd say most real estate agents don't know that a post-closing appraisal exists. Most investors, real estate investors, don't know that something called a post-closing appraisal exists. And what it did was it allowed me to purchase this home and get everything done. Now, mind you, it was a leap, right? This is definitely a risk. But I was able to purchase the home and close two days early on time or two days early and still have everything done on time. And I accomplished my goal. Well, kind of, I ended up closing in February. My goal technically would have been up in January. So I was, I was about 17 days over, but I still consider it a win. Cause I learned a whole bunch of shit. I learned how to do something without having any money that I thought you only have to have money to be able to do it. And I learned such a crazy valuable lesson that it changed my life. And I want you guys to see 
the value and the power of understanding when you get to a place in life and you're questioning, what the fuck am I doing? You got to ask yourself, what am I doing? What is fixed for me in this scenario? Am I fixed about the outcome or am I fixed about the method that I'm using to get to this outcome? Methods can be a lot of things. In that deal that we just talked about, right? What was I fixed on? I was fixed on getting that house because really what that was is getting that house was accomplishing the goal that I set for myself. That's what that became. Buying that home became accomplishing a goal that I set for myself when I was in such a bad time of life that that was the biggest thing that was driving me and moving me forward. That was the biggest shift moment in my life was making that goal and setting that goal and then accomplishing it. So buying that home was the piece of this whole pie that was fixed for me. Now, what was fluid? That means everything else that was, everything else was fluid, right? The lender, the lender that I was going to use, I didn't care. I knew I had to get the home. I didn't care what lender did it. I was fluid about the lender. I was fluid about that method. I was fluid about the money. If I had money or didn't have money, I was going to pull this off and buy a home. I was going to buy a piece of real estate, whether or not I had the money to be able to do it. And I did. I wasn't going to let that stop me. I was fluid about doing the renovations and the build projects and everything else that we had planned. I wanted to do that to the point where we almost didn't even take that lender because I was going to go search for another lender that was going to be able to do the whole projects and stuff for me. And then I I stopped and I'm like, nope, I got to get the home. The home is the priority. I have to buy the home. I have to buy that piece of real estate because that's the priority. So being able to be definitive about what it was that I wanted and that goal that I set allowed me to understand that I had to be fluid on other metrics in order to accomplish that goal that I had set for myself. Another story I have is talking about the journey of becoming Josh 2.0, the version of who I am today, getting to where I'm at today and who I was back then and everything that I had to do to get to where I'm at today means that I had to be fixed. And part of that, right, is that story that we just talked about. There's a lot of things that had to change, but I was fixed on becoming a better person. And really setting that goal was part of that journey because I have become such a different person by accomplishing that goal and by setting that goal and then accomplishing it and then subsequently um, accomplishing it. Now, what things, right, if I'm going to become a better person and I'm going to achieve this pinnacle Josh, this version 2.0 of myself that I, that I see, in order to be fixed on that, what means, what else am I going to have to be fluid on, right? And what am I going to have to label as something that I am fluid because it means that I have to be fixed on, on this accomplishing of a goal. It means I have to be fluid on the friends. I can tell you right now, I've lost a lot of friends. I've also gained some different friends, but I have lost a lot of friends. I've become very selective about the people that I spend my time with and that I have in my circle. I'm very fluid about who it is that's in my life. I am not set. If you are not the right person for me, I'm not going to keep you around. If you are the right person for me, great. I'd love to have you as a part of my network. But I am not fixed that these people have to be in my life. I am not fixed that my high school friends have to be the people in my life. If I am, that means the outcome that I'm trying to achieve, 2.0 version of Josh, is the fluid part. And that means I may not achieve it. I don't want that. I don't want that to be fluid. I want that to be fixed, which means the friends piece has to be fluid. I have to be open for change on that front. What else has to be fluid? Well, the inner circle, the people that I have that are close to me, the people that I spend time with, the people that I communicate with, the people that I use to pick me up, 
the friends, the connections, the networks that I go to to accomplish different things. This 10x movement, right? This Grant Cardone stuff. The people in this network, in this circle, have been a massive contribution for the success and things that I've done. Magda Khalifa, um, Ken Joslin, Joe Munzaga, right? Alakasa. These people, I could even say Brett Knutson, right? I could say these people, Andy Frisella, that's a, another great person, right? All of these people have added positive value to my life and have included me in their network and I wouldn't change it for the world. And they're a part of this 10X movement, this whole thing Grant Cardone kind of set up and started. And while some people drink the Kool-Aid, I think a little heavier than I do, I like to keep my head grounded and focused on what it is I want to do. And sometimes that means being fluid on the method to get there, right? Which means that the people in my inner circle that I spend most time with and that I use as an influence in my life, they can come and go and they're not fixed. The outcome I'm trying to achieve is not the people that are in my life. So my inner circle is a very fluid thing. It didn't change to me and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with my circle changing. What else is fluid? Relationships. That's a big one. That's a huge one. I always, I've always wanted to have this beautiful relationship, a beautiful like girlfriend, a beautiful family, a wonderful house and life and all this stuff. That now, to me, I understand has to be a fluid option to my life. If I'm trying to become the best person that I can possibly be on this planet, to give as much as I can back to the people that need it and deserve it, in order for me to do that, I have to be fluid about having a relationship. And right now, where I'm at in life, that means no relationship. That means Josh is focused on his purpose. He is focused on his mission. He's focused on what he's trying to achieve and do. And that means I'm going to be fluid about the relationships that I have in my life or relationship about having a relationship or a family in my life. And I have to be willing to accept that, right? I can't be fixed on both. If I'm going to be fixed on having a family and having a beautiful relationship and a beautiful wife and all these things, that means that I'm going to have to be fluid on the outcome of becoming Josh 2.0. And I honestly, personally, I think it's more important for me to become Josh 2.0 because I think I have so much to give to the world that I can help make positive impacts in hundreds, if not thousands of people's lives. Positive impacts in people's lives in this world, as long as I stay fixed on becoming the best possible version of myself. And you know what's something interesting too? While that may mean that I'm fluid on the relationship, that means I, I don't have to have it, it means I'm not fixed, but it doesn't mean it won't happen. That relationship can come into my life, but I think if I'm the best person I can be and I stay fixed on that goal, becoming that person and becoming the best value that I could possibly give to any one person, that, that interaction, that motivation, whatever it is that they need, I think the right relationship's going to fall into my life. But I'm not forcing it. And I think by not forcing it means that that could be a possibility. So it's kind of interesting how this works. You just have to figure out what it is you're focused on, where you're fixed. Be fluid on everything else and the right stuff will fall. Money is another thing that I'm fluid on. Location is another thing that I'm fluid on. I am willing to pick up and move and go anywhere. I am willing to go into debt if it means I'm becoming a better person. I know that these things, as long as I'm doing it correctly, are going to come back. And I'm not concerned about that because I know what I'm doing is right and I know it's bringing in a return. While it may not look like it right away, I'm not fooled because I know that being, by being fixed on the best person I can be, all of these things are going to come back. I'm going to live in a place that I love and absolutely adore being in because I am becoming the best version of myself and I'm only going to make decisions that allow me to do those things. And that means I'm going to live in good places. I'm not going to allow myself to live in dumps 
or trashy places that bring me down and decrease my motivation. I'm going to live in good places. And the same thing with money. That means sometimes you got to let go. You got to let go of money. Hoarding the money is not a secret to success. I don't know anybody that's gotten rich by saving. Everybody that's gotten rich has taken risk, taken chance on themselves, and invested. And that's what I'm doing. So I know that at some point, this is all going to change. It's going to go in the right direction. But I'm fixed on becoming the best possible version of myself so I can give that value to other people, which means I'm going to have to be fluid in all of these things. Now, here's an example, and this is a very interesting example of a story when a buddy of mine and me, the two of us, did stuff where we were fixed on the wrong things, right? We didn't understand it at the time, but we were fixed on the wrong things. Now, we uh, we definitely have had our share of like bad contractors. If you've ever done anything in real estate or you've ever done anything like home renovation or whatever... Anything you've had to hire a contractor, you understand there could be good and there could be bad contractors. Now, we were very much set. This is back like early days, talking like first couple of properties that we were at, that we had. Um, we were definitely very set on who we were going to use. Okay, so let's just say we we didn't have our we didn't have our focus correct. Like we didn't have, we didn't have the direction we were going in very definitive. Okay. We just knew we were trying to do a thing and we were trying to do it the right way, but we didn't know how. So we were hiring contractors and stuff and they definitely weren't the best people. These were not the highest quality contractors you could possibly pull off of like Craigslist. <laughs> that gives you any idea. So we, we hired some people and uh, it cost us, right? It ended up costing us. We ended up going over time. We ended up going over budget. We ended up falling outside of the season that we were looking to launch because we were talking about these investment properties, right? So we we're talking. Uh, we ended up sacrificing on the quality of the projects, like all of these things, right? We sacrificed on the budget. We sacrificed on the quality. We sacrificed on the time window. We sacrificed on the time completion window when it was actually going to be done. We sacrificed on a lot of things. And unfortunately, we weren't fixed. That's because we weren't fixed on any one of those things. We weren't fixed on the on the, uh, on the the time. We weren't fixed at the time that the, that the project had to be done by a certain time. We weren't fixed on the budget. We didn't, we didn't say the budget must be completed in this much money. We weren't fixed on that. We were fluid about that, right? We were fluid on these things. We were fluid on the time. We were fluid on the budget. We were fluid, believe it or not, although we didn't want to be. We were fluid about the quality of work that was going to get done. We were okay with a shittier quality of work, right? Because we weren't fixed on We weren't like, this has to be the best quality of work. Because if it was, we were fixed on the best quality of work, probably wouldn't have been hiring that person. But what were we fixed on? If we were fluid on the finances, if we were fluid on the timeline, if we were fluid on the quality of work, what in the hell were we fixed on? We were fixed on the contractor that we used for the job. We had to use this person. And I don't know why. We were dumb and young. That's all. That's the only solution that I could possibly come up with is we just didn't know better. But we were fixed on this contractor that we ended up hiring. We, we ended up going through like three. But regardless, to start off, right, we were fixed on the contractor that we were using. This We were like, this contractor has to work. Like, all right, man, we'll be flexible with you. And we were being flexible with him. We were doing all these things. And we were like, holy shit, what is going on? We're blowing budget, blowing time, blowing blowing through the quality. We're like, shit's falling off the walls and stuff. Like, we were just doing a terrible job. But we were fixed on the contract that we had to use. And we had to switch that, right? We had to f- switch what we were fixed on in order to get what we wanted to be accomplished. We had to switch what we were fixed on. And eventually what ended up happening, well, shit, with the first one, it just got fucked. We were way over budget over time and, you know, things weren't great. So I was fixed on that and that was the outcome of the work. Job complete. 
But as time went on and as we, you know, did more projects and we do more landscaping things and we kind of learn who people are and stuff, we start becoming more observant of what we're doing. And while we didn't think of it as a fixed or fluid theory type thing, we did end up like now that I look back, it's like, okay, I can see where at different points our fixed shifted. We were originally fixed on the contractor we used. Then we were, then we started getting more fixed on, okay, it has to be within this budget. Well, then we would suffer on the quality and sometimes the time would drag on because the guy wouldn't finish it or whatever, you know, like some things would go on. Then we realized, okay, so now I can see like projects where I was like, okay, I was fixed on the time. And actually those ones did pretty well. When I was fixed on the time, I learned a few things. And I learned that in order to be fixed on the time, you end up drawing a few other conclusions too that start getting fixed as well. And it's almost like you're fixed on the outcome at this point because you start drawing in so many other factors. I was fixed on the outcome because I wanted a good quality work. I wanted it to be done in a certain time. And I wanted it to be on a certain budget. Now, what I did was I developed a contract to work with this contractor to be able to achieve that outcome, that desired outcome. I wanted all these things done and I wanted all this stuff happen at a certain time and I was fixed on that outcome. I was fixed on the outcome that the time had to be met, the budget had to be met, and the quality work had to be met. That's what I was fixed on and I wasn't going to shift off of that because if it did shift off of that, then there were consequences to that and I had it all included in a contract. So I was more fluid on the method that I was going to take to get there because I was okay going with a different contractor. If this guy couldn't finish the job and couldn't get what I needed done, then I was okay doing something else. I was fluid on the method that I was going to use. There was even a time where I ended up going and picking up sod and laying sod and uh, grinding up the, the ground and loosening up, tilling up the dirt and stuff. I, me and a buddy went to Home Depot. We spent a whole day, well, it was probably a couple days actually, tilling up like an entire front yard worth of dirt. Like Colorado, right, it's a lot of kind of like rockier type soil. It's very, you know... Not, it's not like there's a lot of rocks in the soil, but it's very hard and very coarse and very like sand-packed, hard, rocky-type stuff. So we had to get a tiller to go out there, and we had to till like an entire front yard over the course of like two days over a weekend to make sure that the soil was soft enough so that when we put sod down, that the sod would actually take and that the grass would grow properly. Otherwise, it was just going to be a complete nut job and nothing was going to take and the sod wasn't going to lift. So we had to till the soil. So I was so fluid about the method we were going to use that me and a buddy actually even went out and started doing some of the work ourselves. Like to the point where we weren't even using a contractor. It was just us doing the work, right? But I was determined on the outcome being met. There was a time I was trying to achieve. There was a budget I was trying to meet. And there's a quality of work that I wanted done. I wanted the grass to live. I wanted to be in my budget. And I wanted this stuff to be done on time. So I was fluid about the method, right? I was fluid about the way to get there. So some tough lessons learned, some difficult things to look at. But I want you to kind of look at your life. You may be going through some crazy things, right? You may be going through some stuff in your relationships. Maybe going through some stuff with like a significant other. Maybe it's family related, right? Maybe it's maybe you are dealing with some financial stuff and you're, you're dealing with some money, right? Some money problems and you're trying to figure out how to pay off some debt or your credit cards are getting away from you, right? You're, you're thinking about all these things. You got to think, take a step back, make a list, look at it. Be like, what am I fixed on? What is this thing that I'm trying to achieve? Maybe you're fixed on this idea, this vision of the way people have to see you. And that's why you keep spending all this money. You keep buying all this stuff is because you're trying to make other people happy and you're trying to make the perception that they see of you, the, the reality. 
And that means you're fluid about all these other things in your life. You're fluid about your happiness in life. You're fluid about the relationship that you're in. You're fluid about the finances that you have, about the, the, the job you have, about the amount of debt that you're taking on. You're fluid about all these things because what's fixed for you is this vision that other people have. The way that they see you, you think that they see you as somebody that's successful, that spends a certain amount of money, that has a certain amount of things, that has their, you know, certain types of beer that goes out a certain amount of times a week, that drives a certain type of car, right? That has all of these things. That's what they see of you. So you're fixed with that, which means all of these other things are fluid and you're going to suffer. And your happiness is probably one of those things that's going to be fluid. When I look back at my life and I look at the things before I became on this journey, right, of, of, climbing this mountain and trying to summit this peak and become who I am today, I had to look back and, and really evaluate what was I fixed on back then? What, what were the factors that Josh was actually fixed on? And why, what, was, what was everything else that was so fluid about? And I look back at it and I was fixed on this narrative that my family and friends had for me. And it's kind of crazy because it's really a narrative that I created that they had for me. I, it was in my head, right? This, this stuff was in my head. Their perception of me can change. I just didn't think that that was possible. So that was what was fixed to me. I thought that I had to be this super steady guy, super stable. I had to be married. I had to be in a relationship. I had to have a home. I had to drive a certain car. I had to have a steady job, Right, I had to do all these things, and what ended up being fluid. If that's what was fixed for me was the, their perception of the life that I had, and I had to, I had to achieve that. Then what else was fluid in order to achieve that? What, what is the method? What, what all goes into the method that was fluid for me to get there? Well, my job, right? My job to me, maybe I wanted to do entrepreneurial stuff, and I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do, but I wanted to be this. This calling is something that is happy to me. But I was fluid on that because that's not the way that I thought other people saw me. So that was an optional thing. That was fluid. I had to stay. I was in the army, right? I was in the army for God knows how long, eight years. Uh, deployments and field time and all sorts of stuff, right? I was fluid about the things I want to do. Don't get me wrong. I had a lot of fun in the army. Definitely got to a point at the end where I was done and I wasn't achieving the goals that I wanted to. But that's right. That's that's a whole other thing. And you guys kind of understand that. But. I had a lot of fun. It was just, it was fluid, right? The, the, the job that I had in my life, I was flexible on it. I was flexible about what I was going to do with my life because I didn't know what I was going to fucking do. I was just trying to accomplish the, the dream other people had for me. I was fluid on the joy that I had in my life. I wasn't the happiest guy in the world. I was busting my ass and working really hard. And that was kind of cool because I felt like I was fulfilling that role that I was supposed to fill. But I wasn't traveling. I wasn't doing what I wanted. I wasn't living in these cool places. I wasn't doing all the awesome vacations and I wasn't having fun like I am today. I was fluid about that. I was fluid about those options and those things that I could do. Fluid about the joy in my life, right? I was fluid about the future potential that I was going to have. I was willing to sacrifice what I didn't know I could make and could do. I was willing to sacrifice that stuff. It was only until I got divorced. I'd love to buy investment real estate. There was actually a time where I was uh, stationed in Georgia, we were renting a home and they had the option for us to buy after we were done leasing. And I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. I was like, this is fucking genius. This is so good we could buy the home. It would be so cheap that the mortgage payments would be like 900 bucks a month. It would be super cheap. And I could rent it for like 1300 bucks a month, which means obviously I was going to be making $400 a month on this thing. And I was like, that was freaking awesome. Right? I was so excited and I wanted to do this, but I was fluid 
on my future potential because what was more important to me was the vision that other people had of my life and my wife at the time didn't want to do that. She thought it was a bad idea and we didn't end up doing it because she didn't like it. Okay. I was fluid. I was fluid about the happiness and the joy I had in my life and the future potential that I could possibly make for myself because I was trying to fill some role that I believed other people thought I should be filling and who I should be. So I was fluid about that, right? So so we didn't end up doing it. I was willing to settle. It's just interesting. When you think about things and when you go back and you ask yourself, what am am I being fixed on right now? What is the piece that is non-negotiable for me? Fixed means non-negotiable. Ask yourself, what, are you, what is non-negotiable for you? What are you doing? And sometimes it's not the right thing. Sometimes what you're fixed on is not the right thing. It's not what you should be. Sometimes it's the damn contractor in your life who you just don't think is doing anything right and he's just fucking everything up, but you're fixed on for some reason. He has to be the guy that you're using. Maybe it's because you're afraid of pissing him off. Maybe because you're afraid of firing somebody. Right? Maybe it's because you don't like the confrontation that's going to come out of doing something like that. Well, you know what? If that's the case, then you're going to be fluid on the happiness and the success and the quality and the budget and all this other stuff that goes along with it because you can't get over your uncomfortable feeling that it's going to take for you to go up there and say, hey, man, you're not doing a good job. You got to go. You're not willing to do that. Sometimes that's, that's actually a very accurate thing. And ask yourself, is that what's going on in your life? Are you trying to please other people? Are you trying to avoid some sort of confrontation or conflict with somebody? Are you trying to avoid some uncomfortable situation? I can tell you right now, when you're ever uncomfortable, when you're putting yourself in a situation in which you are uncomfortable, that's where you're about to make some massive, massive growth in your life. And it's because you're defining which thing you're fixed on in life. Is it your happiness? Is it your fulfillment? Is it what you're trying to do that you're being fixed on? Or are you being fixed on the happiness and the, the love somebody else has in life? How happy they are or not confronting them or the peace that you have in your life right now? What are you being fixed on? And when you put yourself in a situation in which you're going to be incredibly uncomfortable, maybe you have to break up with somebody that you've been dating for a long time. Maybe it's a fiance, right? Maybe you're with a fiance. Maybe you're like me, a dumb idiot who ended up marrying the wrong fucking person and you knew it from day one. And now you got to have a tough conversation with somebody you're married to. These things are not easy. I did the toughest person, the version of that whole scenario. That's stupid, right? That's stupid. But I'm very grateful for it. And I'm very grateful for the lessons. And I'm very grateful for learning those lessons to get me to where I'm at today. Because if I didn't, and if I didn't realize that I needed to shift that thing that I was fixed on, if I didn't realize I had to shift my non-negotiable in life, I never would be where I'm at today. I never have the opportunities that I have in front of me right now to achieve the things that I am shooting for today. So you got to figure it out. Straight, straighten your stuff out. Make a list. Pull some paper out. Spend some time by yourself. Put on some music. Put on some headphones. Go sit in a room by yourself and just think. Write down some things. What am I fixed on in life? Then what are the methods? What are the methods that are getting me there? What am I fluid on? Am I fluid on the methods or am I fixed on one of these methods actually and the outcome that I'm trying to achieve is actually what's fluid? That's the When you can make that realization, you can start putting a lot of blocks in order for yourself. You can start making a lot of things start going the right way. It's going to take some uncomfortableness, right? You're going to have to be uncomfortable, but what are you fixed on? 
Make that decision to make that choice yourself. I think you know the answer. We all know the answer. It's just whether or not we're going to be honest with ourselves. And sometimes being honest with yourself is something that you, you're fluid on. You're okay. You're okay lying to yourself and not being honest because it's some other desired outcome of not being uncomfortable or fulfilling somebody else's happiness instead of your own instead of you taking charge of your own life. Just saying. Sometimes you got to get over your own ego in order to find that happiness and find that fulfillment in your life because you are fixed on the wrong things and you don't want to address that with yourself. I was there. I've been there. So I know. I know exactly what that's like. Trust me. Hope you guys like this episode. <laughs> Again, I told you, this is going to change your life, right? If you don't feel like your life is totally different right now and you're about to go just fucking conquer the world because you're going to go sit down and you're going to make that list, you're going to figure out what the hell you're fluid and fixed on, and you're going to take this theory and you're going to go dump it and just fucking rock your the rest of your life, yo, you're crazy. You're crazy if that's not the way you feel right now. Because I, I feel that way, and I've been doing this now, you know. I've been doing this now for three years, uh, for a year and a half, I guess, for legitimate purposes. But fuck, if you guys don't feel fired up after this, I don't know. You're crazy. You're crazy. You got to go, I don't know, jump off a trampoline or something and get your blood pumping. You guys go go get crazy. But I hope you guys like this. I do. I think this is just a great way. I drill today. This is probably one of my last drills this weekend. Um, it wasn't the worst day. I actually didn't do a lot. I, I kind of came home and actually did a lot of work, just business work on my own businesses and stuff. But uh, I wanted to come home, and this is, I think, a good way to end the day. I'm going to go cook some dinner now, put on some nice uh, nice music. Sometimes I go in the country, or I put on some, like, uh, piano, jazzy-type music and, like, cook. You know, you got the flames going and everything. got the wine. I got a nice white wine that I opened last night, and I'm going to probably polish off tonight. So got a good evening ahead of me. But yeah, I mean, take this take this for what it's worth. You guys, I'm telling you, this changed my life. I always think now in these terms. I th- I think in the fluid and fixed theory mindset all the time now. It's it's just it's transformational. When we talk about pivot or perish, this theory defines the pivot or period perish idea. The pivot or perish theory is absolutely defined by the fixed or fluid theory. They, they are synonymous. They are one in the same. Are you going to pivot and are you going to make these changes or are you going to perish because you can't define what you're fixed on and you can't properly assign where it needs to be? Understand those things and you're gonna, your life is going to drastically, drastically change. Okay, hope you guys like this one. Share, subscribe, like, all the fun stuff. Um, let's get the word out there. Spread this around. Get the people that need to hear it. I appreciate you guys for listening. You guys are an awesome audience. For those of you that do, um, I, I hey, shout out to everybody that does. I know there's people out in the UK. We got some people in Australia, just all across the world. Um, got some guys in India and stuff. I mean, just every, everyone's all over the place. A lot of people in Texas and Florida and Arizona. Some people in New Mexico are starting to show up and play. I see Virginia's on the map like crazy. So all of you guys that listen, I appreciate it. I really do. Genuinely appreciate it. And I want nothing more than to help you guys realize these things that I struggled with in my life to get me to where I'm at today to be able to open up and talk about this and really make these changes. I want to be able to do that. I want to be, I want to have this mix of like authenticity and uh, like personal drive. And I'm not trying to seek anything out for it, right? I don't want to. While I, while I do want to help people grow, um, it's going to get to a point right where I'm too busy doing that and I can't, but I really want to have this like authentic feel to the things that I'm doing. Cause I, it, it, this is what gives you purpose in life when you can help other people grow and, and change and you can kind of like mentor people. 
really what gives you purpose. So I find this as my way to do that. While it also selfishly gives me a method of like self-therapy to sit here and, and talk to this, you know, microphone and my computer and everything else that's here. It's kind of like my own therapy session. So I, I like having these moments and these times myself. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you guys take a lot away. Feel free to share it. Send it to everybody you think needs to hear it. And uh, let's make some let's make some some change in our life. Okay, let's do it. Figure out where we're at and things, and figure out what we need to change. So, hope you guys like it. I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Have a good evening. We'll see you.